You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Leap to Fame's got a healthy lead. The Kiwi runs on well. Don't stop dreaming. But it's Leap to Fame clear. The Queensland star. He takes another great leap towards the great stage. And he takes the Hunter Cup in style. It's all black and white. He is a special horse. Wins two metres. Yeah, there you go. Leap to Fame. And uh, don't stop dreaming. How exciting with a view to the future for that horse who's still fairly lightly raced and still young. Gee, let's hope he sticks around and stays sound for in the seasons to come for the Purdens. Chris Barsby, good morning to you, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Away from that race, seeing the Queensland star, what stands out for you over the weekend? Oh, the first Chariots of Fire qualifier where we get to see Don't Stop Dreaming and he's up against good quality opposition. That's a ripping race tomorrow night in Sydney at Menangle. Better be the Bears, Captain's Knock. There's a number of other high-quality four-year-olds. So... I'm fascinated by the four-year-olds this year, Steve. I think the uh, the depth is really strong. Not saying that we haven't had depth in previous years. You've only got to go back to last year, how strong it was. But I think this year, there's no real standout. Leap to Fame was the star uh, of his crop last year as a four-year-old. This year, it's not as clear-cut. So the Kiwis add extra flavour to it. Don't stop dreaming. Can't wait to see Merlin come across. Sooner the better goes around tomorrow night as well. So really looking forward to the other uh, Chariots of Fire qualify tomorrow night. Yeah, d- what sort of price are we looking at? I suppose you can ask Jared, can't you, with Don't Stop Dreaming? Yeah, well, he'll, he'll be odds on. Uh, I think he opened odds on earlier in the week. So, um, and no surprise, given that he's a last starter runner-up behind Leap to Fame, who's the best horse in the Southern Hemisphere. So a eighty at the moment, Steve. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any sort of support for him, if there's been support or if they expect support to come. Jared Daffy's with us now, Chris. Jared, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. There was no surprise last week with the Hunter Cup. Leap to fame, doing what we sort of expected. Once he was in front and rolling, it was always going to be mission impossible for his rivals. Don't Stop Dreaming got close. I suppose the big surprise for you guys last week as traders, Just Believe went under. Yeah, well, um, you know, we had mentioned the other one, the French uh, the French trotter. What's his name? Yeah, Call Me the Breeze. Call Me the Breeze before Friday, uh, before Saturday night. And obviously it was impressive in that heat win. The thing that caught me unawares was we did put a dollar fifty up, just believe once we knew the final field, and punters were happy to take that. Got into a dollar thirty-five, so uh, they thought he'd keep winning. But the other horse was just too good. Yeah, yeah, and he backs up tomorrow night. So let's start with him, Leap to Fame. He goes around in the Cranbourne Pacing Cup. It's race five, seven fifty-five Queensland time. This race. Uh, he's a dollar eighteen currently. Uh, next best in the market, $11 Sia Art, who also comes out of the Hunter Cup last week. And then we're looking at $13, Pete said so. So looking at that market, Jared, it's his race to lose here. Yeah, it is. Uh, he was $1.20 yesterday. He's into $1.18, which is neither here nor there, really. Uh, we've got a lot of shorties um, around the place tomorrow night, and quite clearly he's, uh, he's anchoring in most of those. There's been a sprinkling, and I mean only a sprinkling, for number two, Rakiro Rebel. Probably more so the place than the win. Uh, $5 a place, so it has shortened 51 into 41 to win. But uh, outside of that favourite, uh, Chris, there's no interest at all. OK. Uh, so that's the Cranbourne Pacing Cup. The Trotters Cup, the Bruce Skeggs Trotters Cup. 
This is a good lineup. The the favourite and clearly uh, I'm ready jet. So it's that same combination. Anton Galino with Nathan Jack, Yabby Dam Farms. $1.60. Next best, we've got four eighty each of two. Kai Valley Hotspur, Mufasa Metro, $7 Aldebarandino, and then we're at $13. Is that a bid? So I'm ready, Jet. Clear favourite. Is there good support for it? There is. It's only the four down the bottom, six, seven, eight, nine, where there's any money at all. The rest are all rough. He opened at one sixty-five. I'm ready, Jet. Quickly into one sixty and has remained that way since. Uh, $4.80 equals second picks. Kai Valley Hotspur and Mufasa Metro. Probably Kai Valley Hotspur's got a little bit more interest than the other one. And Elder Barandino has remained at $7. So you heese the mover inwards, I'm ready, Jet, and the rest are fairly stable in the market. All right, let's work our way up the coastline. Let's go to Menangle now. Let's talk about this Hondo Grattan Stakes. This is a good race tomorrow night, race five. Uh, we've got My Alderman Snowy, 14. Alvinny at seven. Captain's not 5.50. Better be the best, five. On deadline, 41. Don't Stop Dreaming, $1.80. Lose Dream, 34. Waratah Lou, 101. Sooner the Better at 9. Doug's Platter, 18. Rock and Roll Hammond, Dangerous. They're both at $41. So don't stop dreaming off that massive run behind Leap to Fame last week, $1.80. Any takers? Yeah, it's a pretty handy field, isn't it? And you're quite right about that. We did open him at 2.10. And by Wednesday or Thursday morning, he was into 180. He's been 180 ever since. Uh, just looking if there's anything else, not really. The three behind him in the market, all little drifts. Uh, two out Vinny, six out to seven. Three captains knock, five out to 5.50. And four better be the best, four out to five. So that, uh, that quartet holds sway. That's the order they were when they opened up. But quite clearly, most of the money is with Don't Stop Dreaming, 2.10 into 1.80. Okay, the emergencies in that race. Uh, Lose Dream, first emergency. My Alderman Snowy is the second emergency. Uh, the other race from Menangle that I wanted to look at this morning uh, is the following race. It comes up as race number six. And looking at the market here, uh, the favourite is Rock and Roll Do. This is the Open. Uh, he's at $2 off a, uh, a good recent trial. 320 Mac Da Vinci. 750 Bondi Lockdown. $10 JOK. What are we doing here in the free-for-all? Not a terrible lot. That's the order they were in when the market first went up. Rock and Roll do two dollars, still two dollars. Uh, Mac Da Vinci a little drift, three ten out to three twenty. There's been early support for Bondi lockdown, nine dollars. Quickly got into seven fifty and has remained that way ever since. So, outside of that trio, uh, they're the ones that dominated. JOK is a ten dollar chance. Malcolm's Rhythm at $13 is uh, no, nothing for them yet. So, pretty solid favourite there, Rock and Roll do, but some sort of interest for Bondi lockdown. Okay, Albion Park tomorrow night. This could be a punter's paradise tomorrow night, uh, Jared, yeah, because you're right. There's a number of shorties, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see how punters play this meeting. I think multi-action could be very popular. For real life is getting set for the Chariots of Fire, so he's going to start in the pale face Adios qualifier in two weeks' time. So he's resuming here. He's a dollar twenty-two. Uh, any takers at that quote? There was. He opened at 125. You very rarely see um, see a big move early on for for a long odds on pop. But he was quickly into 122, and he's remained that way since. Others in the market, obviously, they're all drifters with the fave uh, getting shorter. So serious has been 850 to 950. Uh, Whisper of Secret has been 8 out to 8.50. So he definitely holds sway there, and you're quite right. There's plenty of multi-action going through these shorties tomorrow night. All right. Future Assured is the stable made of for real life. We haven't seen him since the Inter-Dominion Grand Final. He was unplaced there behind Leap to Fame. 
He's back in action tomorrow night. He's aiming towards a Miracle Mile campaign. He's forty. 3.30 about Jazzy Star. What sort of lead can you give us here? Well, field of six. Uh, the two that you just mentioned dom completely dominate the market. Now, we did open Future Assured at 155. He's into 140. Jazzy Star, 270 out to 330. Obviously, the rest are all drifters there. It's $12 bar the one. But, again, pretty much all one-way traffic for Future Assured. All right, and the other shorty on the card that we've got a market up for is Deus X, who goes around at race seven. He wouldn't have been out of uh, place in that race with Future Assured. It would have been a really good contest, but they've gone a different direction. He's a dollar forty-five. Uh, next best here, Brados Lad five fifty, seven fifty, Rock Bottom. Deus X, all the rage. Yeah, this is another weird one. There's been no movement, and you very rarely see that, particularly at Albion Park. But he opened at one forty-five. He remains that uh, price. And as I said earlier, you know, the, the shorties at Albion Park in a leap to fame, that's the way plenty of money is going behind him in the market. Uh, we've got uh, Brado's Lad at $5.50, Rock Bottom $7.50, then Targaryen at $9.50. So there's no movement there, but he opened short and he remains that way, Jewess X. OK, that's Albion Park tomorrow night. At this stage, it looks like the meeting at Gloucester Park is going ahead uh, tonight, uh, even though they've got that extreme heat over there. It's, oh, right. it's a good program. The, the, the major race over there tonight is race five for the Mayors. Group three events, Steno's $1.85, 460 Wonderful to Fly, uh, $5 Cyclone Charlotte, 550 taking the mickey. So it looks like that meeting is going to go ahead at this stage. So... We'll just wait and see, but there might be news throughout the afternoon depending on how those temperatures I had a look of, at the moves in that um, race, by the way. Um, yep. Steno opened at 2 into 185. There's been some sort of money for taking the Mickey, which is currently 550, but again, favourite toughens up Steno. That's race 5, number 3. All right, Matty Young was keen on that mare, so we'll uh, watch with interest there uh, for a number of reasons to see if that meeting goes ahead uh, with the, uh, the the weather forecast. If you're building a multi for the weekend, this should be a fill-up for the punters because there's a few shorties. Yeah, there is. So, uh, well, they're going to dominate this little segment. Uh, at Albion Park, race four, number six, Future Assured, currently $1.40. Put a little bit of cream on the top. We will throw the champion, uh, Cranbourne, race five, number 10, leap to fame, $1.18. And then Menango, Menangle, race five, number six, Don't Stop Dreaming, uh, which is currently at $1.80. I've missed one, sorry. Cranburn in the trot, race seven, number seven, I'm Ready Jet, $1.60. And that final one at Menangle, uh, Don't Stop Dreaming, currently at $1.80. So I went a bit all over the place there, so I'll repeat them. Albion Park, race four, number six, Future Assured. At Cranburn, uh, race five, number 10, Leap to Fame. Race seven, number seven, I'm Ready Jet. And finally at Menango, Menangle, Menango, Menangle, race five, <laughs> number six, Don't Stop Dreaming. It's been a long day. All right. So, yeah. It's started. Has. I can... Uh, not for me, it hasn't. I can, give you... <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a few for today. Hopefully this will get you oh, into yes. the weekend. Okay. Yeah. A few. So, you're ready to get... Yeah, yeah. There's two. There's a win right. bet and there's an each way value play. So let's just have a look here uh, for today. Race six, number one, Incognito. I think it draws the lead all the way, so that's six by one. And I think the value play in the last race, number seven, she reacts. Race nine, number seven, each way. Right, so incognito is a dollar forty, and the value one, race nine, number seven. I, I can feel a multi she coming reacts. on here. She reacts currently at five fifty. Yep, that'll do us. Locked in.
Righto. Beautiful. Good man. I appreciate the time this morning. We'll touch base again next week. See you, guys. There's Jared Daffy from Tab joining us. So uh, you can check out all those prices right now by going online, tab.com.au. You'll find all of those markets under the harness racing folder there. Let's go to Ryan Spice and see what he thought of last week and what he thinks of this weekend. More importantly, Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. Was there any major shock for you last week? Uh, Leap to fame winning the Hunter Cup. Just believe went under in the Great Southern Star, but that was a great contest between two very good trotters. Yeah, the Great Southern Star was a super event, Chris. Uh, the riding was on the wall in the heat run of Call Me the Breeze. Um, he looked a different horse compared to first up in Australia. He trotted beautifully with a few gear changes. Uh, went close to the track record, hard held. So, yeah, the $4 plus for the final was um, juicy. OK. Leap to Fame lines up tomorrow night. Uh, Cranbourne Cup, he's $1.18. Uh, how did they beat him tomorrow night? Yeah, I, I don't think... Uh, on the backup, I think, after without having a flight during the week, you know, he's going to be even better again. I think you and I both know that. Um, do I want to take the $1.18, $1.20? I don't think so. This is just a, a watch-him-go-round type of event. Um, but, geez, he's some kind of horse. The work that he cops. Um, actually, I have a question for you, Chris. If he goes to the yep. Newcastle Mile and qualifies for the Miracle Mile, we know this horse seems to thrive mm -hmm. off racing. Is he actually allowed to then start between qualifying and the Miracle Mile itself, which is two weeks apart? Yes. He just can't okay. contest one of the other qualifying races at Menangle, but he can he can start at Albion Park or anywhere else. Okay, perfect. He just can't contest sense, one of those qualifiers, yeah, yeah if he, if he yeah. wins at Newcastle. So... All right. The other thing that I wanted to ask you, and as Steve touched on at the start here, I'm fascinated by this four-year-old crop because at this point there's no standout. We saw Frankie Ferocious, the Queenslander. Uh, he's now with Jason Grimson. He was up at a school first up in the Bonanza last week, and he was electric. Certainly didn't shock any of us up here in Queensland because we know what this guy's capable of. He's $4 on the second line of betting for the Chariots of Fire. He's a legitimate player, isn't he? Oh, he sure is, Chris. Uh, now with the Grimson-Hart combination, it was, uh, that was beyond electric the last quarter. He reeled off to pick up really, really good horses. Um, the word is Jason Grimson really, uh, really likes his horse, so I won't be shocked to see him go very, very close in a chariot of fire, which is over the mile as well. OK, so at this stage, before we you know, look at this weekend with the Hondo Grattan, who is the horse to beat for the Chariots of Fire in your eyes? I think the market's still correct. Uh, Don't Stop Dreaming needs to be at the top. Um, you don't run Leap to Fame to a couple of metres in a Hunter Cup and not be the worthy favourite for a Chariots. Um, yeah, I think there should be one, two in the market so far. Interesting to see how Merlin goes when he, uh, when he appears. And the other Kiwi in this week, again, sooner the better. He's got a wonderful record, but uh, I'd like to see what he does on Australian soil first. OK, I'll ask you the question. And it's been probably split this week. Don't stop dreaming. Put in a couple of rough ones there at the top of the straight last week in the Hunter Cup. If he doesn't do that, does he run past Leap to Fame or does Leap to Fame just keep going and, and just find that, uh, that extra gear? Oh, look, I'd, I'd like to think that once Leap to Fame perhaps did see him and if the plugs were pulled that uh, he would have picked up strongly and, and no, the other horse would not have got past him.
Okay. Where do we go for your best bets this weekend? What are we looking at? Uh, Chris, a little multi-builder uh, locally. I think the dollar forty-five Deus Ex in race seven on Saturday night. He's just come back in super form. This prep, I think the Inter Dominion actually did him the world of good. I think the dollar forty-five is a nice sort of anchor play. So chalk him down. Race seven, number three. Chris, yeah, and then in Sydney, pretty keen uh, in the last. Uh, Seton Grimer now has Firefox. He's a horse that's broken 50 before. He's a very good miler. He's had two trials in preparation. They've both been excellent. I think he'll be short, but I think he'll be winning. Okay, so that is race eight, number 10. I caught that most recent trial. That was against Hot and Treacherous. And he, he was really good in that trial. Yeah, it was, he was pretty sharp. Uh, he made ground in a very fast last quarter. So uh, I just think he'll be too classy there for his rivals. Um, Good lot of fields at uh, Menangle on Saturday night. We've got the Hondo Grattan, but the free-for-all is, is very good as well. We see Rock and Roll do uh, first up. He's trialled electrically as well, so I expect him to get the job done as well. All right, just speaking of the last race in Sydney, you steered us into the trotter last week. Are you still getting over it? Uh, yeah, the horse went very well. I can't ask much more. Yeah. I did feel as if... Uh, perhaps between the four and the two that uh, the driver was just a little patient, but he might be uh, that type that you can't get into. Um, we'll wait and see. I think if he's uh, a juicy price this weekend, I'll butter up. No problem. OK. And just quickly on Albion Park tomorrow night, a lot of shorties tomorrow night. RD's Flash Race 2. Tell me if you would take this multi. RD's Flash Race 2, For Real Live Race 3, Future Assured Race 4, Deus Ex Race 7. Would you take that four-leg multi? Yeah, I certainly would. Um, I do think, or I do feel that Future Assured is, is the, probably the one leg that makes me a little nervous just for the price. Uh, you know, I think forty is rock bottom. He may... Um, I, just, I just wonder whether he's straight to the front there, that's all. Yeah, okay. I'm surprised by that. Does he have to lead, though? Uh, probably not. You know, he's, he's such a good miler and such a nice fresh horse. But, um, yeah, I'm just a little cautious on that leg. All right. Tell me this, then. If Deus Ex went around in the open over the mile in this race against Future Assured & Co., that, that's a good contest, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, with the form that Deus Ex is in. Um, I suppose on the balance of things, I'd rather take the dollar forty-five Deus Ex than the dollar forty Future Assured, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. I really appreciate the time this morning. Enjoy the weekend. We'll touch base again next week. Thanks, Chris. There's Ryan Spice joining us. So uh, he was keen on race seven, number three, Deus Ex, and race eight, number ten, in Sydney, Firefox. That's the last race in Sydney tomorrow night. Andrew Spagnolo joins us, as he does each and every Friday. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, gents. Um, let's talk about the Chariots of Fire. I'm intrigued. We move on quickly here. Last week, it was all about the Hunter Cup, the Great Southern Star. The Chariots is now the focus. Um... What are we expecting? Like, this field, for mine, is probably a lot stronger than what I was expecting. Um, I thought a few out of that Bonanza race would probably skip this week and then wait for the pale face. But there's a lot of horses on the back up out of last week's Bonanza, which makes this race really strong. Don't Stop Dreaming backs up after his uh, second behind Leap to Fame. So 
Do you think this race is going to be stronger than the pale face Adios, given that in the pale face Adios, Merlin comes across for real life, goes down, maybe a few others, perfect class might have to go up and contest that race. Which one do you think is going to be the stronger qualifying race, the Hondo or the pale face? If I had to bet on it, I'd suggest week one, um, i.e. this weekend, appears to be, on the balance of probabilities, likely to be the, the stronger of the two. As you well know, in racing, horses can jump out of the woodwork and almost like we've seen this week, we, we end up with a lot lot stronger field than what we we're, were expecting. But if I had a horse ready for either one of these heats, I would have assumed or I would have been a little bit um, relieved that I wasn't going around this week. I think this week will be tougher particularly given there'll be horses, if I'm not mistaken, those that don't qualify can still nominate for the for the next heat. So if there were to be a couple of the big guns not run um, top four or top five, whatever they need to do to qualify, it could be, we could end up with the next, uh, a surprisingly strong second heat or second qualifying division. Okay. Uh, Jared outlined earlier, don't stop dreaming open 210 for the Hondo Grattan tomorrow night. He's now a dollar eighty. So... Has there been good support throughout the week? Do you think he's going to start even shorter come jump time? There has been good support for him. Will he start shorter? Again, on the pro- on the balance of probabilities, yes. So he hasn't been, apart from Doug's platter, who, who's had a fair bit of support at longer odds, there hasn't been too much support for any other runners. So for that reason, I do expect him to start shorter. Jack Callaghan goes on and you'd assume uh, that that's a big tick as far as punters are concerned, given how well he drives an angle. So with all that in mind, I think he may start shorter. It was a tricky one to price because I, I do believe, uh, particularly mile races, but mile races at Menangle, they're very different to what we saw last week in the Hunter Cup, which was a horse um, stamping himself as a horse of the future, particularly on on the four-year-old and even all-age Grand Circuits scene. So on some levels, it went up too long because he, I probably underestimated what he did last week. But on, on another chain of thought, he, he may need to be spot on first goman angle over a mile to get the job done. So we could be in for a great race. And hopefully for us, we, he's a good second or third. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see how uh, that pans out. Just on the chariots, the futures market is up. How big a change will we see after tomorrow night? Because he is the, the favourite for the chariots. Don't stop dreaming $3. Frankie Ferocious, $4. Merlin, who comes across for the pale face, Adios, he's at $5. And then we're looking at $9. Better be the best. How big a change will we see after t- tomorrow night, depending on the result? Yeah, in previous weeks, I've said we, we probably won't see too much change on races we've discussed as far as futures markets. This one will not be that way. I have a feeling we'll see a market uh, reshape. If he does win and he does win with authority, he'll be an even shorter favourite given he's not just qualified, but he's proven now at Menangle. On the flip side, should he, should he for whatever reason um, fail, I think you'll see whatever wins the race naturally firm, but Frankie Ferocious will probably go to a clear-cut favourite if that, that situation where don't stop dreaming doesn't live up to expectation has he garnered support this week frankie ferocious fresh off that victory last week in the bonanza i was having a quick look earlier today both him and don't stop dreaming are the clear worst ways uh frankie i don't think we firmed him this week but he did have more more support in terms of monies held so no matter what i'm tipping he'll be an ordinary result on the night and if Don't Stop Dreaming does go unders this weekend, I, I dare say that the, the money will just keep coming and perhaps 
he could start a, a fairly short favourite if Don't Stop Dreaming, which is a massive caveat, if Don't Stop, Don't Stop Dreaming isn't there. OK. Let's talk about the free-for-all in Sydney tomorrow night. This is an interesting move by Mick Stanley. Rock and roll do. Um, somewhat of a, a Jekyll and Hyde character in a way. When he's good, he's really good. When he's not, you know, he's probably not. We didn't see the best of him during the Inter-Dominion up here uh, back in December. Uh, he's $2. They've deliberately bypassed their home state features. He's been rock solid all week. What are you expecting tomorrow night from Rock and Roll Do? To me, it's not the strongest of free-for-alls and the way it's likely to map out, it's, it's a stroke of genius um, by Mick Stanley should this be the, the winning ingredient or the winning preparation to get him through to some of the bigger races in the carnival. On paper, it, I think he'll work to the top at some, at some point and it should be very hard to beat. Myself, personally, I'm not a huge fan of, of the horse, perhaps due to what you touched on, that sometimes his best and worst can be uh, fairly wide apart on the spectrum. However, tomorrow night, he probably doesn't have that, doesn't have too many excuses, you wouldn't have thought. Uh, Mac Da Vinci's drawn on paper poorly. Bondi lockdown, I'm not even sure where, where he's at in life, so to speak. So tomorrow night, no excuses. He, he may even start shorter, because generally when the markets haven't moved, we generally end up having the favourite organically firm up late just by default. And given it seems like this is a, a key stepping stone towards bigger things for him, he'd want to be more than competitive here. Righto. Let's go down to Cranbourne tomorrow night. The carp, it features Leap to Fame, the Hunter Cup winner, the Inter Dominion champ. He opened a dollar twenty. He's now a dollar eighteen. Um, does he start shorter? Uh, I'm a broken record today. That due to the lack of support around him, I, I do think he will. So he may even get as short as a dollar ten. Perhaps sometimes the, the the robots go a little bit eccentric, and he will start even shorter than that. Um, I think Ryan summed it up pretty well. Like it's, for most punters, it'll be just watch him go around situation. We did open a, an offer, I believe, it was on Tuesday morning, on him to win the Cranbourne Cup and the Miracle Mile double, and we opened it up at two dollars fifty. Such was the level of support; he's actually into two dollars thirty. So, I think punters are still voting through their feet, just through different markets, so to speak. And I have a feeling that come Miracle Mile time, he's going to be another one that that we need beat. Tomorrow night, the thrill seekers have already stepped into him despite the short price. So he's, uh, he's definitely attracting a lot of interest and it's great to have, particularly for the Cranbourne community, a pin-up pacer like this on, on their home circuit. Mm. Were you surprised by that support, the Cranbourne Cup Miracle Mile double? Uh, to, to a degree, uh, I'm in the notion that I, I do believe he's shaping up as one of the best horses I've ever seen and I love watching him race and I think he's brilliant for the sport. I do see, and we have seen historically, so many champions of our sport struggle in Miracle Miles, particularly Miracle Miles at Menangle. And I think perhaps punters are a little bit in awe of the horse, perhaps not understanding the, the difference or the dynamics that a Miracle Mile will bring to the full. To the four, and for that reason, I do think that he's a little bit of a risk, no matter what he draws in the Miracle Mile. And hence, at this stage, we're happy to take him on. But 
it might be a boardroom job Monday after the Miracle Mile. <laughs> well, we'll wait and see. Hey, let's focus on Albion Park. Like I said with Jared earlier, I think this is going to be a fill-up here tomorrow night. There's a, a number of talented types stepping out and they've found really good races, so therefore they're nice and short. We'll go through a few of these. Race three, you've got the market up here, and uh, the favourite is For Real Life. Now, he's Chariots of Firebound. He's going down for the Pale Face Adios in a fortnight. He's $1.22. Um, he, he, he should just beat these, given that trial that he had uh, last week. He, he has to beat these, you'd think, to be on a, a Chariots of Fire or, or any sort of Sydney campaign. Um, the trial looks sensational. He, he himself is sensational. Had the pleasure of running well behind him a few times with the tax collector. So, unfortunately, I know firsthand how good he is and hopefully Sydney get to see it. And um, tomorrow night, on, on market assessment, appears to be just a stepping stone towards bigger things. All right. What about his stable mate, Future, Insu- uh, Future Assured? He's first up since the Inter Dominion Grand Final. He's $1.40. I was interested just before with Ryan's comments, he would rather take the 145 Deus Ex than the 140 Future Assured. When I saw this field released earlier in the week, I thought, small field, he's fresh, it's a mile, he'll just blow this field away. But I was sort of interested with Ryan's thoughts that, well, maybe not, but we'll find out tomorrow night. Yeah, I think... I do see where he's coming from. I just don't think this this is a week we'll see it. So I, I believe he's he showed in the Inter Dominion final. He's, he's got plenty of lick off the gate. Jazzy Star's one that has a history of of not always scoring up. And so tomorrow night, I do think he'll be in front, whether or not another horse touches down first and then releases him to some degree. I guess remains to be seen. I see where he's coming from. Dayatex appears to be just a, a natural lever, and there's no doubts on him getting to the getting to the fence. Whereas the, Perhaps there's some element of doubt. They haven't really been going forward on Northview Hustler, um, this preparation. So assuming he goes back, I do think Future Assured will touch down with the lead and you'd assume from there would be curtains. But Jazzy Star's first up win was terrific and the horse can run big time, particularly on the front end, if he puts it all together. So mm. it's, it's a, believe that despite the market shape and the small field, it's a rather interesting race for those reasons. Yeah, I, I don't think he has to lead to win. I think his speed will just be too good for, for his rivals here. Yeah, probably a bit on the fence on that. At, at the price, on the fence. I do think he can. he's proven he can win from, from off the pace. I wouldn't want to be on him if Jazzy Star was in front. OK. Uh, and Deus Ex goes around in race seven. Uh, they've found the perfect race for him. He was very brave last week, going down behind Turn It Up. Uh, it looks like he gets the front here and over the mile, uh, he's going to be awfully hard to run down. Yeah, so we, we chucked up the feature races or all the, all the pin-up ponies for, of Queensland um, this weekend, early in the week, as you probably noticed, and the multi-support uh, was, was rather large, yeah, larger than usual, put it that way. So it's definitely a very popular way through those horses we've just... Um, those, those ones we've just mentioned, particularly Deus Ex. So the logic is, is this race perhaps um, it's the second and third only, given what appears to be a much easier lead this week, um, or a lead in general. And Braydos Lad's probably the the one that could add a bit of spice to the race um, from a from a yeah, new kid on the block perspective. But also, he does have a little bit of gate speed as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what shakes out late in late in, in betting. But he's one that could start extra short, particularly given the, the way those multis keep rolling in for him.
Mm, so the dollar forty-five might be value as it stands right now. So it'll be interesting to see what price years come jump time tomorrow night. And I think there will be a lot of multi-action tomorrow night. There's a few shorties on this card. Yeah, it's uh, hopefully for the punters. Um, one benefit is we can sell the stars of our sport, and um, that they can hopefully uh, reap the rewards. The negatives will be the the balance sheet for us come Monday, but at least we we lost it to the good horses. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, be prepared this weekend. I think it's going to be a a busy weekend for you guys. So appreciate the time today. Look forward to the chat next week. Sounds good. Talk then. There's Andrew Spagnolo joining us from TAB. And like I said, you can go to the website, tab.com.au, and you'll find all of those prices under the harness racing folder there. So let's go to Darren Clayton now and get his thoughts on Albion Park tomorrow night. Races on the program. Nine races, I should say, and he's with us now. Darren, good morning. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Okay. Would you take that four-leg multi, Artie's Flash, for real live, future-assured Deus Ex? Nope, sounds like we've lost. He's still there. Hello, Chris. Are we there? Are we there now? Yeah, we might need to get him yeah, on the we phone. Might need to get he's um, on the phone. he's um, he's yeah, very echoey. Yeah, so, heading into yeah. his headphones there. So, so we'll get him on the phone mm. and uh, see what he's got just to with, uh, say about the weekend. Yeah, Chris, just listening to Andrew, the Miracle Mile, just refresh my memory, and I'm going to test yours as well. Catch a wave last year when he won. He won the uh, the Chariots of Fire. So the winner of the Chariots of Fire in recent times gets an automatic invitation to contest the Miracle Mile. So I don't think that will be any different this year. I think the winner of the, the Chariots will get the invitation of the Miracle Mile. So he went Chariots of Fire into the uh, the Miracle yeah. Mile. There, it was it was starting to become the perfect sort of lead-up because the Chariots was um, two weeks beforehand, or maybe even three. So they had that little bit of a break between where they could get over the Chariots of Fire and then go into the chariots. They were a lot more fresher than the the uh, free-for-all horses that were forced to contest the qualifiers and then back up and start again in the Miracle Mile. Yeah. So I think that gap might be a little mm. shorter now, yeah. but um, it's, a, it's a good recipe for success. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Chris. What I, what I was asking is where these horses in running that won it uh, last year, Catch a Wave, you remember? When he, when uh, he, he led. He led. And what about King of yep. Swings 3? Do you remember uh, where he raced and where he sat and went on to win the race? Um, 2020. last one he led. So th- I'm just trying to think. The last Miracle Mile. It's hard with the one horse, did. isn't it? Um, spank him, of course, 2019. But, yeah, I'm just wondering about where they came from in running. Um, anyway, Darren's, Darren's back with us. That's something we'll look into. Yeah, Darren might know. Hey, Darren, here's a question without notice. Who was the last Miracle Mile winner that didn't lead? Oh, jeez. Um, King of Swing didn't lead in one of his, did he? Yeah, I don't think he led in all three. No. So was it Pegs dominated in quite a few of these, though? My Field Marshall come off the speed to win yeah. when he went 46-9, yeah, the race just, record. It's probably a little bit different, Steve, at Menangle. Um, in those big races, more just the the length of the straight. They've got plenty of time. They're not they're not hitting the last bend. You know, Albion Park, Melton, where you're 200 metre sort of point to the to the winning post. Um, if you're wide on the track, that makes that makes it hard. You know, legs are scrambling at high speed. Whereas at Menangle, the straight's nearly 400, so they've got plenty of time as straight line speed to um, 
uh, I think that has a, a fair impact on that in terms of peg domination. Mm. It's going to be interesting. There's no doubt about it. Uh, let's go to Albion Park tomorrow night. Just before we lost you earlier, would you take that four-leg multi? RD's flash for real-life future assured Deus Ex. Yeah, I'd, I'd be all over that. Yeah, that's. Um, I think RD's flash. Well, he comes out of the same trial as for real life. Um, for real life was just it was just brilliant in that. We know RD's flash. He's a high-speed horse. He's a really good horse off cover as well. Um, so he can just sort of tuck him behind or he can lead up. Uh, he finds the ideal race. Future Assured, I think um, I'm sort of in the boat more of of your uh, thinking, Chris, than, than Ryan and Andrew in that uh, he should just be too good for them regardless of, of how he's driven. And um, Deus Ex, well... Um, he was close up last week, turning up, had to work to get him, and, and he did all the work outside the leader. You wouldn't expect him to have to sit parked this week. He should be able to get straight to the front. Yeah, and I think he'll carve out some time as well, uh, weather permitting. So it's interesting that there's a number of shorties on this card tomorrow night. They're really talented horses, but as a result, it's, uh, it's very short. So multi-action is going to be very popular. Yeah, I think so, and I think, um, like you say, coupling a few of those up and then maybe sort of looking for some value in some of the other races and just using those those horses as anchors but uh, you know or even playing um, you know the, the quadrillas the early and late quadrillas pretty hard with those horses anchored out but um, you know it's still a good car to racing and it's good to see those good horses for real life um, yeah looking forward to see him I, I really hope he can put it together this time and, and stay um, at his at his peak right the way through and and see how he measures up getting down to an angle. Mm. Just on uh, on tomorrow night's card, a couple of others that, in in my opinion, will start favourite. It'll be interesting to see how short. And I want to get your thoughts here. Bronski Zulu in race one off your rocker crocker. The fact that he's drawn barrier one in the last race. Do you think they're going to start uh, odds on? Yeah, Bronski Zulu is a tricky one. Like. Um, He's a little bit drawn, a little bit uh, middle of the line. I do think he'll probably start as a favourite. Uh, how short, I'm not entirely sure. Off your rocker crocker, I'm actually keen on eternal gold in that race. I know off your rocker crocker's been waiting for a gate, but um, you know, just not really sold at where he's up to. I think he's certainly had his opportunity in a couple of races. And I think, um, you know back to the opportunity to lead up he might just become a little bit vulnerable just with the fact that um you know the confidence is a little bit down had had a few tough runs along the way as well and uh eternal gold he's going pretty good and i think uh, he tucks in behind and, and can can get the passing lane shot on off your rocker crocker okay uh, i want to get your thoughts on race five this mare's open tomorrow night this is this is a really good field uh, number of inform mares i think it's going to be very competitive uh, how did you see it yeah it certainly is um it's it's pretty open for an uh, a mare's free-for-all there's quite a few horses there that uh you know could certainly show up play a blanket she was brilliant last week had to do all the work and from gate five she might have to again um better romance is one that loves to just sit off the speed and come come with one run and she'll be tucked away on the fence which is ideal for her um might as well is going good miss macho was 
Um, you know, she was a really good winner last week from gate seven. And then you got Bronski Delight there, a, a mare that's uh, got plenty of ability and she probably steps up in terms of her assessment against these mares. But um, she's as good as them, if not better. And I think she can she can win again, Bronski Delight. OK, so going with Bronski Delight there. What What is your best bet tomorrow night? Yeah, like I mentioned just before, Chris, I'm, I'm really keen eternal gold. Um, I think he finds the right race there. In terms of just sitting off the speed, it's a, um, he should be able to get the perfect trip over the mile. And I think off your crock, I might just get a little bit of uh, um, mid-race pressure and that sets up for eternal gold to hit that passing lane with momentum. I think he can shoot through and get that. Okay, so we've got to be patient. The very last race, race nine, number eight, Eternal Gold. The dashboard is that up. Who's the driver to follow tomorrow night? Yeah, well, he's probably been a little bit lean um, by his lofty standards of 2023, but I think Nathan Dawson is the driver. Um, got a couple of... He's got both the Bronski horses, Zulu and Delight, in races one and five, respectively. The Bergring in race two. Uh, he gets Deus X. And um, Luxury Lad, Taylor's four. Uh, he's got nearly a full book, Nathan Dawson. I think um, I think he's probably the pick in terms of one driver. Otherwise, it's probably going to be pretty evenly spread tomorrow night. OK, early start tomorrow night as well, uh, 4.57, the first of nine tomorrow night in that first race over the mile. Uh, what do you think about uh, Leap to Fame lining up in the Cranbourne Cup? Are you surprised they've gone that way? Is it, a, is it an ominous sign for his rivals that he's taken no harm from the Hunter Cup? Um, it look, looks almost impossible for his rivals to, to beat him tomorrow night. It's a, a lot weaker race than what he beat last week with the Hunter Cup. So what are your thoughts on Leap to Fame? Yeah, well, I think um, if he's if he won the Hunter Cup the way he did, it's regardless of Barry, he should be winning that race, you would think, and a uh, pretty handy race, $100,000 uh, feature race. The Cranbourne Cup, been won by a lot of good horses over the years, and um, he looks to, be, to, to get an ideal, um, another sort of little bit of prize money on the way back home, so not entirely shocked um i've sort of given up getting shocked about where they where they line him up he just seems to love to race this horse and wherever he is performing um let the let the public see him because he is a superstar yeah there's no doubt about that so he's going around uh, with a second row drawer i've got a question for you just from a queensland perspective with the cranbourne cup who is the uh, other queenslander to win a cranbourne cup Oh, jeez. On the spot. Flashing red? Uh, That's just a no. guess. No. Uh, I would say so maybe like um, Atomic Arc or a horse like that. No, we're going back to 2004. It was a mare. There you go. Um, no. Nah, got nothing there. Sparkling Melody. There you go. That was the last Queensland uh, trained winner of the Cranbourne Cup. Uh, Mr Feelgood won it, but that was in 2011, so he was prepared in Sydney with Luke McCarthy. So the last Queenslander, might be the only Queenslander, to win a, uh, a Cranbourne Cup. Sparkling Melody back in 2004, so it's some time ago. Yeah, and would Shane Graham have driven her in that? Indeed.
Indeed. So Wayne and Shane Graham went down there, won that race, and um, I think she was four at that stage of her life, and uh, she contested the Chariots of Fire that same year. So she was a wonderful mare. Yeah, really good. She sort of held her held her form right through. Good, good filly, progressed into a into a beautiful mare. And um, funny uh, how the breeding can work. Uh, she didn't really do a great deal uh, at stud once she became a mum. So um, yeah, but if you're into breeding, this Sunday might be the go. The Sunshine Stars sale. Pick yourself up a yearling at Albion Park. Okay, so the first lot in the ring when. Uh, midday, inspections from nine, and first lot to go through at midday. So, um, yeah, there'll be 70 lots. There's a few withdrawals, so that might come down a little bit, but um, they'll be here from Sunday. All right. Well, that's all happening at Albion Park. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend. We'll touch base next week. No worries, Chris. Thank you.